Coming up, we're talking about Universal's horror makeup show because, well, it's still Halloween time and we're sick of talking about Halloween Horror Nights. So we're going to move on to something else. Most boring intro ever. <laughs> Live from the Bob Varley studio in Orlando, Florida, this is the Universal edition of the Diz Unplugged. Episode 62 of the Diz Unplugged Universal Edition. The Diz Unplugged Universal Edition is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, experts at helping you plan the perfect universal vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hey everyone, welcome to this episode of the Diz Unplugged Universal Edition. Noises. Uh, my name is host Craig is, is, Williams. Is host your first host? Name? My host name. My name is Craig Williams, and I am your host. And today I am joined at the table with a whole new cast of characters. Uh, we've laid off everyone else, so now I'm here with Jenny Lynn Knopp. Hi, everybody. It's nice to meet you. And uh, back on controls. Sorry. I, what? I, I didn't, hey, huh. everybody. <laughs> Back on controls. Rhino. I matched this microphone today. Line. Clavin. Line. Clavin. 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 Okay. Rhino. Clavin. Rhino. It's something. He's back there on the controls. Uh, we have a great episode for you today. Um, yeah, we're, we're continuing. 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 Gosh, I'm, the speech is not working well with me today. We are continuing our uh, in-depth look at everything Halloween-oriented and related at Universal Orlando. You may recall in the past we've talked about Halloween Horror Nights at least 9 to 15 times. Uh, we've also talked about Universal Classic Monsters. Heck, even last week we talked about uh, the awful, awful Beetlejuice's Graveyard mashup oh. show. Um which is just absolutely the worst yeah. show in the world. I think we can all agree. And for those of you last week um, who really wanted to get an idea of the full show, uh, it is now up on our YouTube channel, so everyone can go and indulge in that awfulness. Um, <laughs> indulge. Indulge yourselves. Ingest it. Take it all in. Um I've got to say, uh, our, we have received a little bit of feedback from our show last week. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. Most people, I think, agreed with us. Uh, there were people who said, you know, I've seen the show before and I enjoy Beetlejuice. Uh, and then there's others who haven't really seen it before, got the glimpse of it with what we showed them. And they admitted, uh, yeah, it wasn't. It's pretty bad. It was pretty bad. And... Rhino, what were you gonna say? I, I feel a little, <clears throat> a little. I felt a little guilty after we broke it down because I, you know, as people saw, we clearly have, uh, you know, it was, it was what it was. It's not a great show, and uh, I felt like, I don't know, it came off like it seemed like I didn't mean to personally attack anybody who was involved in the show, but then I went back and rewatched some of the video and like. One of the performers, some of the performers are not great. Like, I, I don't, I'm not trying to be mean, but 
watch our video because I mean, you might have been great every other single day of the year and at everything else you do in your life, but at that one moment when I saw you, you weren't at the top of your game. And I apologize for if it came off as being malicious. I, I never want to maliciously attack anybody, but part of a review as an audience member is, you know, what's Sorry, the show that honestly, we got? Yeah, and on top that. of yeah, on top of that. Um, you know, people got on to us about saying, I don't think this comment made it through. I think this person deleted their comment. But yeah. I'll, I'll still acknowledge it just because they were saying, like, we don't know what goes into the process of creating the show. And we don't know, you know, what's in. And that's true. That's true. But we are also, the review we gave was from three people that sat in an audience, watched, and this is how we perceived it. So I none of us spoke as if any of that was fact. It was all what our perception of the show was. So you sound I, like you lost sleep over this. Well, this you person, know. it was another person named Ryan, and they they seemed. Uh, I felt bad. Like I just want to acknowledge that I <laughs> we heard some of their comment, even though it didn't get posted. It still got an email. Oh yeah. Um, but I yeah. would be one of the first to say I do not have the talent to no, sing and no, dance no, no, to no. ever be in one of these shows. Um, I'll be the second I, to say that about you. Yeah, I'm. Uh, it's uh, <laughs> JL will be the third. We'll just keep a line of people going, saying that uh, I am not. I am not talented in that realm, and obviously these people are talented at what they do individually, uh, and that's why whenever they went to audition, they got these parts that they did. However, I think since they did that audition process. Um, it has shifted into, okay, here's what you have to work with. And if you work around not great material, you are eventually going to start acting the same way right. the material is. Mm -hmm. That's why they sometimes you cast really good actors into terrible well, movies and you just sit there. And like, yeah. My note in my uh, that I made for myself actually was, uh, I'm sure that not even Marlon Brando uh, could make this show good with what uh, wait Marlon Brando could make this a great show yeah with with and then I said the thing about being the outsider yeah but that's that's true like I don't think you could have put the best actors on this no, that have ever graced this planet the show's with. still terrible yeah and now I'm nervous about when my blog post goes up yeah <laughs> it's, just uh, don't put your home it, it'll be fine so I wrote a blog post five yeah. Five reasons why Beetlejuice deserves death. And that is scheduled to go up tomorrow. So nice light uh, <laughs> weekend reading material for everyone out there. Uh, so keep an eye out for that. But uh, yeah, so wow, that really went off on a tangent just there about Beetlejuice. But anyways, yeah, we are going today to look at um, the Universal's horror makeup show because it's, uh, you know, while not overly Halloween oriented in any way, shape or form, uh, everyone associates horror movies with the yeah. October month period. And uh, a lot of the things they talk about in the show are directly related to uh, Halloween in terms of even like makeup effects that they use uh, for some of the Halloween Horror Nights houses and stuff like that. So uh, it is still relevant. I shouldn't have to defend why we're doing this to you, but I will because I care about each and every one of you out there. Uh, so we will be getting to that uh, in a little bit. But before we go any further, does anyone else have any housekeeping? Housekeeping. Um, you want mint for pillow? You want, you want mint for pillow? Um, uh, no. I, I, I do. I, it's not housekeeping. I guess it'll. I'll talk about it when you get to the buzz. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I've, I've got some. I've got some stuff to say, but. Hmm. Got stuff to say, huh? Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, then 
Yeah, today's a buzz episode too, so I guess we will jump straight into the buzz. God, I nailed that this time. Jump. I just want to point out that was the first time I think that successfully went up when you said it. Yeah, no, it was a little good job, buddy. You know what? We're all sinking today in terms of this podcast. Uh, everyone who's out there watching slash listening to this, I think they can feel the energy that they realize that this is this is a team that is meshing together, unlike the the most recent Fantastic Four group. Oh my god, that, that uh, was a horrible came out to So uh, let's talk about the first thing that is in the buzz. Uh, I don't know if everyone caught the headlines today, uh, but apparently there was a youth that was jailed what? today. A oh, youth was oh, jailed. Oh, um, <laughs> oh gosh. So the the Martin McFly Jr. was arrested for theft. Uh, theft? The th- theft? Theft. Did I say heft? I, you did not. Did I not get I, the T on you the You didn't end? get that T out. Yeah, I didn't get that out. So uh, youth gang denies complicity, uh, protesting that he was put up to the whole thing by a local gang. Martin McFly Jr., 17, was arrested for the theft of an undisclosed cash amount by Hill Valley Police this morning. The theft, which was accomplished with a stolen, oh, I don't know how to pronounce that word, degazing unit, took place at the Hill Valley Payroll substation on 9th Street at exactly 1.28 a.m. this morning. Wow, that's a big headline. That is a big headline. I mean, it's... The youth of America. Yeah, it's definitely... What is society coming to? to? Yeah, I don't know Here in 2015. I mean, there's just the buzz this today is really outrageous. I mean, cholesterol may be cancer cure. That's absolutely ridiculous to even think. Three injured when mom rehydrates pizza slices. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> These parents don't. I just don't understand what's wrong with people in the youth of America here in 2015. Neither do I. I mean, Hollywood just we make a match made in space. I The book was awful. Oh, wait. Craig, you know what? I, was, I forgot to ask you. Um, did you happen to see that new... Uh, the new Jaws movie that we wanted to see? Jaws, Jaws 19? Did you go see that yet? Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I went and saw that. Yeah. So, you know. It's pretty good. It was pretty good. Yeah. You know, I, I thought... Be- that- I think the best since probably 16 or 17. Maybe 12. I don't know. Hey, I, I would go more with 13. I was a huge fan of Jaws 13. Yeah. Yeah. That's and, your lucky uh, number. Well, it was... It, actually, there is no Jaws 13. Technically, it's Jaws 12 Part 2. Just, just keep it that way. So, whatever. Okay, well, uh, also in another report uh, for this buzz item, the public is more gullible than ever. A new study from the Sam Houston Institute of Technology concludes that the public is easily fooled by bogus news stories and made-up research from the fictitious institutions. In a study conducted by Chad Stern, 5,200 people of all age groups were shown a USA Today newspaper full of fictional news articles and studies, (laughs) many inspired by the 1989 motion picture Back to the Future Part Two. 63% of the sample thought that some of the information was accurate. 18% believed that everything was accurate while the remaining 29 got the joke immediately. Interestingly enough, 87% of the readers of this very article were unaware that the actual total percentages involved added up to more than 100%, demonstrating that basic math skills are continuing to decline. The remaining 22% didn't care. (laughs) That's our wonderful publication from the Hill Valley edition. Yes, the USA Today for uh, Thursday... October twenty second, twenty fifteen. Well, that, I mean that that youth has got everybody in a frenzy. Those things are hard to find this morning. I had to, yeah, 
Yep. Um, no. Uh, <laughs> so I, I was trying to think of some good. I, I had to get on my. Uh, serious, right? <laughs> I just wrote in on this hoverboard here today, and yeah, this is this ran is over the to the bit. airport to grab a copy. <laughs> this is the bit that. Has now potentially gone on for far too long. Yes, um, yes, uh, now, I'm also but, uh, getting really sweaty. I'm obviously, <laughs> uh, obviously, yesterday was a huge day uh, in. Although I would like nerddom to see fan. if uh, Rhino's sleeves can detract and retract. Oh no, 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 no! This is Marty's outfit from the first movie, and even then, I'm not wearing the right jean jacket. But um, I am not done. I am going. So everybody knows I'm going as Marty McFly um, from the second movie when he shows up in the 2015. I thought it was appropriate. Um, but I have to make the jacket. So I wasn't done making the jacket um, for the time of this airing. I'll be done within the next couple of days. Um, but uh, I also am working on shoes, the power lacing shoes, but they won't be power laces. But they'll look just like them. But anyway, um, awesome. I, I believe you people will be graced with those in a later episode of this podcast. So if you do like Back to the Future, I'd say stay tuned, pal. Oh, yeah. no, That uh, one person. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> pal. Yeah, that was weird. Uh, no, yesterday was a huge day. my friend day. Paul. <laughs> Obviously, October 21st, 2015, the, the last day that the future was still a possibility. And obviously, well, technically, it came and went and... I, I I love this newspaper thing because I, I love that like in the movie it was Doc had gone the day ahead of time True. brought the paper back. Um, I thought I had seen USA had posted like uh, USA Today had posted on their site that like there was like a little uh, like a gif or something that you could push the play button and it would um, change. So I was wondering if mm. you would find a different like a like some of the papers would be different. But since I only came in contact with ten and purchased them all, I. I can't tell you. Like, that was it. As Craig knows, we went to uh, quite a few places to find this. We wanted to hear about the hoodlums on the loose. Yeah, I went around to uh, eight stores this morning and was unsuccessful at every single one of them to find one copy even, just hidden anywhere. So, But if, uh, it, if anybody wants them, you can order you can order a copy online at USA Today. Did I exactly. you buy your Pepsi Perfect? No, I uh, don't <laughs> no. even... Get me started on that. Okay, so I waited up till midnight to do it. I'm sorry. I'm gonna I'm gonna say this really quick, but um, and I was laptop was on my bed the entire time, and it was like 11 o'clock, and I was like, I'll open it, keep it open, just wait until Pepsi releases that says, hey, it's open now. I checked at 12, nothing. At 12, everyone was saying that at 11, Amazon and Walmart had opened their links, so they were already sold out even though we were told specifically by Pepsi's Twitter that it wasn't opening till midnight. And then Pepsi, later, like seven hours later, like at five or six in the morning, finally tweeted about it being like, oh, don't worry, a few lucky fans got a couple Pepsi Perfects, but we'll be opening it up at 9, 9 a.m. In 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time for everybody else. So don't worry, you'll be able to get one. I waited. I got that, and I waited, and nothing. No link, nothing, nothing. And then I was like, okay, it happened at... 12 um, Eastern Standard Time. So I don't know if they just wrote, it was supposed to be 9 Pacific and to R12 or whatever, but they were gone. They were sold out in one, and they the Twitter had the audacity to make this joke about being like, we sold out faster than you can say 1.21 gigawatts. And my, my response to them was going to be a very bad word, but I tried <laughs> to keep it together. But like, apparently... This evening, last night, they announced that they were going to um, reopen orders starting November 3rd 
um, and it'll take six to eight weeks to come in or yeah, something like that. I would that, think but, if there's that high of a demand, it would be stupid for them to not continue to supply uh, it. Yeah. Also, on a really two two other really fast notes. I promise I'll keep this quick. Um, the self-lacing shoes. Did you guys see the video? They Nike gave the pair to Michael J. Fox. Yeah. It was cute. Um, it was. It's cool, but those are all going to charity again, so you can't really... I mean, unless you got 500 to burn. Oh, it's even more than that. I think the lowest it went for auction, the ones that didn't work the last time around, I think the lowest they sold for was like 1200 Oh, on I, th- eBay. I, I think 500 might have been like a starting bid or something. Yeah. I don't know. But Yeah, no, they're yeah. going to... The ones that actually work that Michael J. Fox has... They posted the video, and then he showed them off on Jimmy Kimmel Live last night. I guarantee you the ones that actually work they are going to go for at least you know two or three grand i i think i mean yeah i'm like i i want a pair so bad but i think it's an amazing thing that nike makes made those shoes exclusively for his foundation and all those proceeds go back to him so it's nice to see something like that in 2015 that Mm -hmm. actually happens like i think that's an incredible thing um and if you do want those, they do make like a costume version that's like a hundred bucks you can get on Amazon um, that light up and everything, but they don't self lace. But they still look cool. Um, I'm gonna make my own, like a poor person. But but the other thing I wanted to say is I went to Universal yesterday to do the horror makeup show, and when I was there, I thought it was very cool that they there was like I would say more than fifty percent of the park. I, I would we just say three fourths of the park was all wearing Back to the Future shirts or. Um, uh, like some people were dressed up in character and everything like that. And uh, Craig, you were telling me that Doc rode out in the DeLorean in the morning. Oh, yeah. No, I was obviously here getting ready for the trip. So I didn't get to go over and join in the festivities yesterday. But uh, in the morning, Doc Brown actually drove out the DeLorean and met fans so right cool. at the entrance of the park. And the, the normal band who's typically playing in the morning right there at the corner of uh, where the Betty Boop store used to be. Uh, they were playing, you know, some Huey Lewis songs too to get everyone into yeah. it. So it, it seemed like a really cool thing. So I'm glad that Universal did make the effort to actually celebrate uh, one of the most important titles in their catalog. I mean, oh, yeah. I would easily put it as one of their five best. I don't know how I'd ever say it, but I mean, in a short list, you have Jaws, Back to the Future, E.T., Jurassic Park, and. Don't you say Fast and the Furious. I fast and laugh. Fast and the Fury. We're talking no, quality I don't know, But wise. I mean, just in general, I, it's it's obviously, it's one of the... It's a timeless, it's a timeless yeah. movie in their catalog that it's not even about how much money it made or anything like that. Like, I watched all three in the movie theater last night and I, I, I you know, I own them and everything, but just every time I watch the first one, every every day that I get older... I, I just appreciate what that first movie was more and more. You know, I loved it when I was a kid, and now I've gone through film school, and I just respect it so much more because that script is phenomenal. Like, it is so tight. Like, it, when you know it inside and out, there are still little things that you're just like, this. That's why that movie is timeless because of how they did it. Like, it's, it's incredible. Absolutely. The lady so. who sold me the, the newspaper this morning, though, said, What is this movie? And I wanted to cry. Oh, yeah. She's not from here. Oh, we watched uh, it last night with my parents, and it was their first time seeing it. Yeah? Yeah, that was... Did they like it? They didn't. Oh, my kids God. did. Jinx, buy but me my, a Pepsi Perfect. But my kids did. <laughs> Ellie was so into it. We got, you know, halfway through the movie. Pinch and she, me a in, in frustration, at one point, she actually screams at the screen because it was... Everything had almost gotten settled, and then 
Oh, yeah. <clears throat> Marty McFly gets called a chicken again. Yeah. And he turns around. And you can tell that he's about to mess up everything. And she just <laughs> screams out, why can't he just accept that he's a chicken? Is that when he gets hit in the face with the door? Before. I don't remember which one. I know it was, that's when it was it's like, like all we were settled. Near, and, yeah. We were near the end, you know, yeah. and she was just like, why? Why can't he just get over this? Wait, so you cute. were watching the second one then. Have have you, did you watch them all or just the second one with your parents? We just watched the second one so last night. Have they seen any of them? They saw the first one oh, back okay, in the okay, 80s. Yeah, okay, yeah cool. back in the 80s. Just checking. Okay, sorry. Sorry to make that go on for so long. No, it uh, it was fun. I mean, it's... It's it was, universal, so it was a great it was a great family movie night. I mean, they enjoyed it enough, like you know, they watched it with all of us. But I don't think it's something no. that they would watch again. I, sh- I should say on the note of the theme park thing, I love that this that this is a property that has had such a presence that even after they removed it from their theme park, it still you still feel it. You yeah. know what I mean? Like you still feel it in Hollywood, its presence because obviously that's where it was filmed, the Clock Tower and the. Um, the courtyard, yeah, and then you know, and here we still have our DeLorean and our train from the third one, but and you know, I, I'm sorry, sorry, go ahead. I was gonna say, you know, what you were saying about the films being timeless. I have to support that entirely because, like I said, my children, we have all three movies, and my timeless, children have watched all of them. They were not born when these movies came out, and yet they still really love these films and have a genuine appreciation for them. Absolutely. Now I. Uh I think if anything, after seeing the craze that just happened with this, uh, you know, it's always something that we want for. It might not be realistic, but I think Universal does realize that they have to start embracing Back to the Future again even more and start bringing it back into the world because people are crazy for it. Uh, You know, it's gone right now, but I don't think it's going to be gone forever. Something will come back one day at Universal Studios Florida and... uh, Hopefully, we will be able to be around to enjoy it whenever it does. Uh, but at the same time, too, uh, you know, they did go down that road before, and it was a classic ride there for many years. And we will be talking about this on not next week, because next week we're talking about God knows what yet. Still Halloween. But, yeah. but in two weeks from now, our show will be on November 5th. 2015, which is the 60th anniversary of Doc Brown conceiving the eye for the idea for time travel. Yeah, slipped on that, slipped on that porcelain, bumped his little head, wrote the flux capacitor down on a napkin. Exactly. So we will be doing our tribute to the Back to the Future of the Ride in two weeks from today, and with that, we will move on to the next item in the buzz. So, uh. NBC Sports Grill and Brew. A uh, couple of comments about us going and doing a review and being overly, overly critical the first time around uh, that we went and did it because it had only been open for a day. However, the restaurant had been open for a day. As soon as they opened their doors, they that is whenever they are open to also having criticism and feedback about their performance on it. And I will stand by that. However... The NBC Sports Brilling Grew, as it is now known, uh, <laughs> today is their official grand opening. Okay. So, of course, I went to go the other night, and I was complaining to you because it wasn't open yet, and I think it was they were prepping for the the grand opening. But yeah, yeah, go ahead. No, I'm, I'm still apologize for that. But you knew it was in soft open. You knew it was never guaranteed. I know, to be open. but you know what? That says something too. So anybody who had something to say about our review, I specifically went back again because I was like, oh, I want to go eat. I I I went to City Walk 
to go there to eat at this specific place. And the only time I've ever done that before was for Cowfish when it first opened. And I'm not 100% sure I would do that again, or I would just go if I was already there. So this one was like, I left my house with the intention to go here, and I would do it again. And you've been there several times, too. I thought we were very balanced. We said we liked the food, but that we understood that they were still getting their feet underneath them. Exactly. And I went back... I went back uh, with my sister a couple days later after we did that and uh, had the exact opposite experience as whenever we went. Um, I was smart. I ordered the entree the second time around that I wanted to order order the first time around, and it was one of the actual entrees, not a burger or what, anything. What one was it? Uh, the it was the was it a pasta? It was the like the Thai chicken. Oh, that's right. One. You told me the bang bang. Yeah, sure. the bang bang chicken. Yeah. I ordered that, and it was out of this world phenomenal, like to the point that I had to stop myself from eating so that way I could take some home and, you know, enjoy it later, too. (laughs) Uh, We got the deviled egg appetizers, which I love ordering deviled eggs no matter where I go, just because they're all different. And these were by far the best ones that I've ever had at any any restaurant ever. the eggs, like oh, the the mixture with the egg yolk was just so creamy, so good. It was, it was absolutely perfect. Didn't do dessert, uh, but then my sister got a burger, and I was able to take uh, a couple bites of it to just test it out. And you know, it, maybe they're starting to get in their groove because hers was cooked perfectly. She wanted it medium. It was medium. Uh, the bun was absolutely. Did she get the lamb stellar. one? The same one as you. Um, no, she got a different one. Oh, okay. I can't remember which one she got. But either way, it was all cooked perfectly. And then I ordered the side of corn that they have rotating around on a grill. Mm. The, again, phenomenal. And the best part about it is we had a view of the kitchen from where we were sitting. So then it was like entertainment all the time. It didn't matter that we had TVs bombarding us in our actual section where we were sitting because we spent most of the time just watching them all do their thing. And so... It went from, you know, that man, I think I gave it like a six out of 10. Mm-hmm. It all of a sudden jumped up. That experience was a nine. That's really exciting to yeah. hear. I'm glad to hear that City Walk's got a, a powerhouse of a restaurant there. Oh, oh yeah. No, I'm, I'm very excited. So tonight's the grand opening event. So I will be on hand there to uh, go and cover whatever is happening with that. And so... Hopefully, we will be able to do a re-review very, uh, sometime in the future here, hopefully before the end of the year, even, too, to give it some uh, good praise before going into our New Year hiatus. Well, now that the weather's uh, nicer, too, it was, I was like, oh, I want to go here because I knew they had the patio, and I was like, I want to get out on the, you know, have some good food on a nice breezy day out there. Yes, yes, patios. Patio. Patios are fine. And uh, rounding out the buzz this week, uh, Universal announced that their 25th anniversary concert series will be returning this November. Uh, So I guess they maybe are going to do their concert series quarterly since the first one happened in uh, summertime, uh, which I missed like all those concerts, but had Goo Goo Dolls here and... Uh, Huey Lewis in the news. Ugh, I regret not seeing it now. And all, all uh, decent artists, except for Pitbull, of course, <laughs> the bane of existence. Um, poor Pitbull. No, poor Pitbull. No, never poor never Pitbull. Pitbull. <laughs> so they <laughs> announced <laughs> they announced the lineup this year that will be taking place over three weeks. Uh, the first concert will be on November fourteenth. That will be Jason Derulo. JL, what's he sing? 
Um, he, I don't, I can't think of a you know song Jason right Derulo. off the top of my head, but I know that almost all of his songs, um, he announces his name in all of them. I know what this is. Break, 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 break your heart. Oh, okay. I know him yeah. then. Yeah. 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 He, um, like he broke R&D. his neck. He, uh, broke his neck breakdancing. Oh. I uh, learned that about him recently. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's Jason Derulo. It's the other guy that came out of the same when time. No, I'm pretty sure it was him. neck, he, doesn't that cause paralysis? No, because Pam from The Office also broke her. She broke her back. Like it, you. You're very lucky if you walk, and she's okay. He survived too. He it like snapped his neck or something, and it's a. It was a scary story to listen yeah, to. Yeah, that sounds terrifying. I was about to say poor Jason Derulo, but no. <laughs> he's alive. No, he's, he's kicking. Yeah. He's still so, doing his concerts and stuff. Doing so good it for him. Uh, yeah, November. He's a famous pop R and B person. Yeah, I mean, I've heard his name. I just don't. I don't pay attention to what I he sings. I really don't listen yeah. to much of him. He's one of those artists that he sings his name in every song. Fantastic. I always love those people. Jason uh, Derulo. Someone who doesn't, on November 21st, Colby Calais. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, the. I want to think of her as the uh, Jewel 2.0, yeah. almost. In oh, terms. no. For, I'm, I, I am that. offended by you just saying that right know. now. I and know. it was Jason Derulo who broke his neck. Thank offended. you. <laughs> Um, because I'm downplaying Jewel or upplaying Colby Kelly. I think you're undermining the talent that was our snaggletooth uh, yodeler friend of the 90s. Because <laughs> I, and I know that sounds mean, but I do have a song. One of my favorite songs is by Jewel, and it's a newer Jewel song, which is crazy. Well, within the last, like, seven years, so that's new. Um, what? Gay trap. I was just uh, thinking that, too. <laughs> nailed it. <laughs> um, I don't like Kobe Calais that much. I don't. I'm not into bubbly music, and that was literally her first single was bubbly. I'm not knocking anybody that does. Whatever, it's your thing. But I don't. You touch my jewel, because my hands are small, and I know they're not yours. They are my own. Gay trap. <laughs> On November 22nd, uh, Flo Rida. Oh wow! Back to his home state of Flo Rida. <laughs> Back to Flo Rida. Flo Rida returning to Flo Rida. Nice. To impress everyone from South Florida. Good call. I, okay, I do have a guilty, like the last like six songs that Flo Rida released that were all in that EP that was all like the dance. Once like that Disney movie with the video games, Wreck-It oh. Ralph, oh. when that came out, it was from there on, I was like, oh, I, do I like Flo Rida's new thing? Because he had that song with Sia and that, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not going though. I'm not doing it. Fantastic. Uh, November 27th, Canada's Treasure, Carly Rae Jepsen. Of okay. Call Me Maybe fan fame. That's the only gay trap. That's the only song of hers that I would know. Well, she only has two songs. Yeah, so. it was it's it's that well, song and the one that's currently on the radio that I think sounds like Call Me Maybe, but I can't remember the name so of it. So how's she supposed to do a concert with two songs? Oh, I mean, she has albums. She only has two hit songs. Oh, so I yeah. mean, people just admire okay. her for the fact that she looks like a brown-haired alien type version <laughs> of Taylor Swift. Okay. I don't think that's too far off. I didn't say she's ugly or anything. I just said she kind of has that alien look about her. Yeah, I'm not arguing it either. Yeah. And then rounding out the uh, event on November 28th, uh, American Idol's most hardcore winner ever, Daughtry. Yeah. Oh, really? I'm going to yeah. s- I'm going to see them. That's I, that I, is I when too. I haven't listened to a Daughtry album since the first album that came out, but I really did enjoy that first album. And I was supposed to see them here the first year I moved here at Hard Rock Live, and I ended up having to fly home a couple days early, and so I missed the ticket. And ever since then, I've been like, I will see this concert, whether it's terrible or not. 
am going to go. And now it's free. So When's now Florida again. Florida is on the 22nd, I think I said. Yeah, the 22nd. Now, you keep saying Daughtry as them. Has the whole band embraced and just took his name? Yeah, the the name of the band is Daughtry. Okay, I thought that Chris Daughtry just... It's been 10 years, Craig. <laughs> I, I don't care about him. I think he's awful. No, I, he's not awful. Oh, he is awful. Oh, no. Oh, my God. That is, all that I'm after is a life full of... No. That song is I don't even freaking know that song. garbage trash. How can you not remember that song? I, I, I Like I said, I... I'm I, going I, home. No, okay, I know that song. Well, that song gets on my nerves, but he has talent. Yeah, he can have talent, but he can also write a lot of bad songs. Okay, well, again, going back to Beetlejuice, here's a you can be talented, <laughs> but when you're given bad material, you're gonna be awful. Here's well, that's why I like the first album because I think it was like everybody who comes off that show, the the first album's always very aggressively like diverse, and they try to work like all the celebrities who had been watching the show work with them to write songs so a lot of the songs on that first album aren't just written by Daughtry they're written by like established people and that that was like as much as it pains me to say this because I hated him on American Idol when Adam Lambert you can say it gay trap when Adam Lambert's first album came out I didn't want to like it but I do because like there's a song that Muse wrote that's on there and Muse is my favorite band and I anyway I don't want to talk about Adam Lambert anymore um here's your alien mistress Sia. That's Carly yeah, Rae Jepsen. You're right. She's like a, a brown-haired alien version of her. Like I, the mouse a little bigger. I would eyes say she's little... the SPCA version of her. <laughs> God, the okay. animal version of her? <laughs> <laughs> like the mutt puppy dog version of her. I, okay. Are you just... Oh, wow. <laughs> well, just... It, it, so we should note that um, JL hates Taylor Swift. Yeah. To begin oh, with, anyways. Why do... I don't hate Taylor Swift. She do, she is annoying in a few ways, but there are some Taylor Swift songs that I like. I'm not this entire I'm not 1989 album is amazing. Swift. I feel like our show has kind of devolved into just a place where we bash the things that we don't like. Yeah, so we do have some episodes like that. Yeah, makes me happy. <laughs> makes me happy that I can share my hatred of everything with everything. With uh, everyone. Anyways, though, uh, yes, remember, those are the dates that we gave you November 14th, I think I said, through the 28th. Five different concerts free with your Universal Studios Florida park admission. If you only bought a one-day ticket to IOA, your SOL, you have to have admission to Universal Studios Florida, and the concert will be free and at the end of the night with it. And, of course, uh, we will update you if there are any more concerts taking place to celebrate the 25th anniversary throughout the rest of the year. Well, at that point, I I doubt they're going to have any more because they usually bring in the Mannheim Steamroller. Well, yeah, for December, but then there's... Uh, then they will probably make it like a mashup of Mardi Gras slash 25th anniversary concerts because they always have the concerts there with Mardi Gras. And then there's a chance that they might have That's one more to year. close out. Yes, I'm saying. Yeah, but your sentence was the this year. Did I? That's why I'm saying. That's why I said I don't think there's going to be any more this year. Okay, well, you don't have to be that particular. You could have just said no, I- in the future. Oh, well. In the future. Okay. You didn't have to point in out the future. that it's literally the year is ending. The future. I'm just talking. I'm not listening to what I'm saying. I'm just talking. <laughs> Words are just coming out. That's going to do it for the buzz. Let's move into our uh, our segment for me? the week. 
There's about no, universals. There's no mid-show shuffle. No mid-show shuffle. We got rid of that crap because shimmy. of Rhino mostly. Uh, <laughs> we're just jumping in it. So, because I mean, we're already we're we're that was a long buzz, Woo-hoo. and we've got it. Well, I, however, I think our discussion for this show, as Scooby. much as we could get as energetic and into it as we did with Beetlejuice, I think this one's going to be a little bit more straight to the point. Pretty um, succinct on this one, yeah. because. <clears throat> just because of the type of show it is there's uh but we'll we'll get more to that um universal's horror makeup show one of the originals from the actual park one of the last things that is there from opening day celebrating the the makeup and everything that goes into making some of horror's greatest uh movies out there and uh this is sla- uh, and I will use the term entertaining loosely. It is, but it is an entertaining show uh, that. Yeah, you shows really are the, using that term loosely. Loosely. Uh, it shows the tips, techniques, and tricks into <laughs> making some of uh, the greatest movies out there and making them realistic uh, and showcasing where we've all come from uh, in terms of using makeup and design in movies. Uh, but before we jump too into our thoughts and more and what happens on it, Rhino went and did a little legwork to put together a short video for us, uh, mm-hmm. highlighting some of the moments of the show. So I think we are going to cut for that. So I apologize if you're watching this on YouTube. We don't have a full version of the show Go, or if you're watching this on YouTube, you're fine right now. If you're listening and you want to watch the video, we don't have a full version of the show going up yet. We still need to do a little bit more work on getting one. So we'll explain uh, why. Yeah. yeah, come to come on to YouTube and watch this portion of the show. Find it if you want to see what we're talking about. If not, you can just be confused. So, Rhino, let's roll it. So, let's talk about the good parts of this show. Uh I don't think we really need to talk that much about the plot line. Uh, For those of you who are watching it there, I guess we can quickly recap it. But uh, essentially, you have two hosts for the show. You have your your one who is almost from like the audience's perspective, the outside perspective. And then you have your expert who is, you know, he's the one who works in the field. He works in makeup and prop effects and all that. And he's coming out to to show and demonstrate all these techniques and really go more into it and what all takes place into making these movies and these effects look as great as they could. Um, And so, you know, there's a lot of talking, a lot of awkwardness, a lot of audience. I don't even want to say participation. It's like Uh, it kind of all falls on one audience member the whole time. Um, And essentially they, the main part of the show, the most entertaining part of the show, uh, depending on how they pull off the technique, is whenever they do the arm saw, mm-hmm. uh, the arm saw trick. That one's good. However, uh, whenever we all went to that as a group and watched it, our, the guy who was the, the prop master, he did an awful job at the effect. Um, he literally, you know, it's the whole way it works is that it's a retractable blade. So that way, you know, after you saw a little bit with the plastic blade, then you can pull it out and it will rest on the, mm-hmm. the, on the cusp arm. of your arm. And then you have a blood bag on the inside, too, to like kind of squeeze it and get that blood effect. However, whenever we watched it the first time around, the guy literally had the knife like tilted sideways and you could watch him squirting the blood on the arm first and then start sawing. And it's like, okay, well, 
that ruins the whole effect of it. Uh, when done properly, if you're sitting further back in the in the crowd, um, it definitely makes this technique look a lot better. Makes or you squirm. It does. Or like whenever we saw it done in Hollywood at their special oh, yeah. effects show, which rest in peace closed for <gasps> good permanently on oh. October 18th, just last week. Um, really? Yeah. They they did it really well there too because it was it took place in a giant theater. They were able to uh, just use a close-up camera on the arm right where it was at. I mean, they try to do it too, but with the angle, they make sure to cover it up and make the effect look good. It's definitely the coolest part of the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then after that, they show clips of movies, uh, go into a little bit of how they developed the technology to do like the American werewolf in London transformation scene, which is another cool moment of the show, being Mm -hmm. able to see the actual robotics of how uh, that technique worked to, to make it look like the transformation of uh, into the werewolf was extremely the mouth. Yeah. The snout is like going and that's, that's you're right. Like a highlight of the show. It's cool. And then the show ends with uh, this secret that's been hidden behind the red curtain the entire show that you don't get to see, and then you get, uh, then if the curtain finally opens and you think it's this life-size animatronic puppet that you can actually control by, you know, wearing that bodysuit with the glove and the head thing, and of course it's not. You can tell that it's just a furry there <laughs> all the entire time, and yeah, I, I called it a furry. <laughs> yeah. and, oh wow! <laughs> and you know, it does the movements and all that jazz and. Uh, back in the day, the first time I witnessed this show, I'm guessing they don't do it anymore because someone fell off the stage, but the person that was wearing that then went to pose with the picture in front of it, and that's whenever it came to life and would jump out at them, not as, like, they were already off the stage and gone. So at least you had that fun little bit in it that made it a little more entertaining uh, in the show all around, but that is the essentially the show. Um now the problems with it uh again it comes down kind of like beetlejuice not even in a way yeah exactly it comes down to the performers if you don't have good actors in these roles then the show moves from something that can be extremely entertaining to something that is cringeworthy yes it can be very painful Mm -hmm. yeah i mean i mean this guy was a little better than the one we had seen before i think maybe the it's just the girl and the guy didn't have any chemistry in this the video i was showing like it was just a little bit like they're supposed to be buddy buddy like that's the setup is because like there's a scene where like you you saw it in the video where they give them the they give the uh, audience member the arms and the legs and they're like oh come put it over here and then there's a body part alive for some reason because I, I don't know the joke i guess is that he really like they want you to believe like he's re- using real blood and real limbs and I don't know. And um, I don't know. They, they like slap high five afterwards. And I just didn't really, I don't really feel it. These two like each other at all. Yeah. Uh, we had the lady that was in that specific video. Uh, clearly she is talented. However, I feel like the shtick, the persona that she's developed for this show, it doesn't blend well with the material. Um, the guy that we saw last week, whenever we went to watch the show, he definitely, he played it as like very, heavy breath like every the microphone was right up on his mouth essentially so you could just hear him go <sighs> yeah like the mouth to mouth bit in the beginning went on for like five minutes with just and, that noise yeah it was all this heavy breathing the entire time just like he was playing i i play awkward 
in real life that as and I don't play it. That is just me. I am an awkward person. However, this was like so awkward. He was trying to make himself to be so awkward that it just came out making everyone feel uncomfortable. Yeah. And kind of not the good awkward. <laughs> yeah. It, it not not a good awkward at all. This guy, I obviously wasn't with Rhino when he went to film it, but I can tell that the guy that you saw was slightly more entertaining. He 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 didn't have those long he didn't stretch out the joke. You know what I mean? He he kinda like had it seemed like he almost was a little more reactive to the audience. Um, whereas I, fir- I thought our guy we saw the first time was was like trying to do these really long, drawn out things, but like he would nobody was reacting. Yeah, and there was it no was effect. Overkill. Yeah, there was not yeah. an effect. Yeah, and or not the effect that he was going for. Right, I completely agree. Uh, I just, it, it's just <laughs> it's kind of a shame, and it's not all their fault. Again, it has to do with the source material. Uh, uh, a, another show that is desperate for some updating, some refreshing. I don't think they need to change the techniques that they use. I don't even think they need to change the awkward part at the end with the monster. They uh, don't. No, I liked that part. I don't no. think they need to do that. I have an it's, issue with that part. It comes into the actual lines and the dialogue that they're using and their stage cues. Like we mentioned on the Beetlejuice show about the fart joke and getting down on the ground and acting like you're dead and then doing the fart. Uh, it's clearly, the same joke in this show. <laughs> yeah, clearly, uh, you know, whenever we saw it and we made a comment about it, that wasn't just the guy acting that way. It must be in the script because this same guy did it too. Why is that in the script? It's I, not funny. No, I, I have no. to tell you guys too, I the first time I saw the show was in 2009 um, and uh, a little... It's a nerd fact about me is that I actually wanted to go to school for special effects makeup, like as my fallback from film. So I I read about it, I research a lot, like I I do that stuff. So I was like, oh, this is gonna be really cool, right? Universal Studios, and I'm gonna watch how they do the horror makeup. Like I'll be really interested in this. And the first time I saw it going in, I was like, oh, you know. And then I was like, oh, it's it's kind of a joke. That's kind of funny. Like it's clever because like okay, they talk about it. About 50% of the time, and then the other time, they're kind of, like, just trying to scare some people. And I was like, I can get behind that. Like, it's it's a mature, like, PG-13 kind of show. And then these last two times I've seen it, I have not um, – I haven't enjoyed it either at times. But I really enjoyed it that first time. And I don't – I don't – I can't remember the script as well. I know it was very similar, but The Wolfman is a part of this now, and The Wolfman wasn't out when I had originally seen yeah. it. So I don't, I don't know how it shifted at all. But um, – I don't remember the kid humor, and I, I I remember there being an end like this, but I don't know if that monster, if it was the same monster or not. I saw it the first time in either, well, it must have been 2011, because that's whenever and it I was started the- going. So it had, the, the Wolfman part was added by that point, and it had the, the monster at the end. Uh, but I had really good actors in it. Um, uh, I'll tell you who the guy was, the props... Uh, master and mine was the guy that we had on the last day of disaster. Oh, the older, we went, the older the guy, older guy in the morning who also does See, the narrator okay. for the Grinch, and he does. I mean, he's like the longest running Universal. Uh, he actor. might, he might actually have been the guy I saw in two thousand nine because it was an older guy, and and I remember what he looked like. And now that you say that, like I remember, I think he was the special effects guy in two thousand nine, and I he was good. 
He had a lot of personality. It was the show felt faster. It felt, but it also I believed in the beginning of that show back then that these were really people who were working backstage to like put prosthetics on exactly the whatever. And I have not believed that either of the two times. Yeah, and uh, whenever I saw it with him, I mean, he was so good. At Disaster, I didn't like him that much. It it didn't feel like that was his fit. Horror makeup show. Yeah, he was fantastic in it, and uh, so. I, you know, with the right actors, I think this can be a fantastic show, extremely entertaining. Um, and I, I still I look say back with the right actors and maybe some reworking of the script. Yes, I, I just look back on that first show. I loved it so much, and I, I know the show still does have potential. No, um, I agree. I, I agree. don't think this show should leave Universal. I think it is the no, last remnant of, uh of trying to hold on that value of what Universal Studios was originally about. And at the same time, too, it is such a small location that to do the... I mean, my God, the only thing they could really do with it is if they just leveled the theater, if they leveled the pre-show area, and then made it into another gift shop like what they're doing with Hello Kitty over at Lucy. And I don't think they need that. But at the same time, there's nothing that they can really put in that space except for like another museum exhibit that could really make great use of that space. So instead they just need to rework those, uh, those little parts of the script and, you know, admit that we could use some fresh actors in here. We could use someone who's really enthusiastic about making this show better. And I think it could be on track with it. The first time I ever saw it. I would like it to also maybe like hone in more on that. Those few moments that it has now that are legitimate, like I like the knife gag because I like when he pulls the knife up and he explains it and and the thing you know like I I wish they could hone in on that moment and have a little bit more of that instead of like like the leg moment like he's giving her the legs and she brings them over to the table and the thing and I'm just there's no there was no purpose to it like it wasn't it it's not realistic for first of all because the show is trying to be like we make these movies but then they're like well we we have we make them out of dead bodies and stuff and i'm like that's not funny to me like i i would as a as the kid in my heart would think it would be really cool to see like how monsters are made and the effect of uh, yeah and, and and maybe that requires extending the show a little bit and like the person that does come up who volunteers maybe they could do make them over while the show is going on you know like one person uh, and uh a special effects makeup artist would be there and actually do something so that they're part of the finale of the show or something like that. I think that's a great idea. I have this issue with that last moment in the show. Like, I think it would have been fine if the person was getting the photo and the monster does whatever and he scares the person and like, we can all laugh about that and like, oh, we fooled you with that technology. But it's that stupid gag in Lights, Motors, Action with the stupid car. It just takes too long. And without the person there to make fun of, like... It 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 j- makes the show a little more juvenile because they're throwing the leg back and forth, and I'm I'm you know a thirty year old adult in here, and I'm thinking to myself like, why did this just happen? Like, and it's <laughs> you know like it's just kind of like it 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 makes the show a little less mature. Whereas I feel like that's where the show is suffering. It's kind of um, it wants to be the PG thirteen almost rated R show because they even swear a little bit in there. They used yeah. to, and and then they make these child jokes. Yeah, you know, I don't know. Yeah, it's it's it is kind of funny how they dumb it down a little bit. Even though one of the jokes they specifically make in here is, "Oh, we can do that. It's not Disney World." 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember thinking that was so funny the first time I saw it because he said a bad word and like, and I, not, not a bad word. It was like damn or something. But like, I was like, oh, this, you know, this is really funny. And this is where Universal is different from Disney. And I, I haven't felt that either time. Yeah. I, the other thing about this show too, and it might be, even though I don't want to admit it, um, the past couple times now, the first time I saw it, it was amazing. The next time I saw it, it wasn't great, but I was still... You know, I still thought, okay, yeah, you know, different people do it different ways. And then two more times now, and it's just still going downhill. Maybe this just doesn't have that repeatability factor for locals or for people who visit that much. Oh, no, I don't think it has repeatability uh, repeatability factor at all. Um, Because it is going to be the same show every single time. The jokes will get old. You've already seen the gags. But I don't think that they should get do away with it either. I think they should make the improvements on it. I uh, I like the concept of it. I think that the um, the idea of teaching us how they do the horror makeup, I, I love that as a fit for Universal Studios. I would be sad to see it go, but I definitely think that that squirt, uh, squirt? script needs reworking. <laughs> My least favorite words right there you just used. <laughs> Moist squirt. The M word and then that word. Okay, yeah. well, reworking the script um, would go a long way, but even in reworking the script... I don't think that this is an attraction that has repeatability. Once you've seen it, you've seen it. See, I do disagree to a point on that because I'll, again, I'll use the special effects stage show out at Hollywood, which was a much higher end production uh, of kind of the same type of idea of a show. And I saw that one for the first time, I think, last. I want to say I saw that for the first time last October, and then we went. I then we went in March, and we watched it again. And even though I knew everything that was going to happen, I remembered every bit of the show because it was so tight and so well done, yeah. and the acting was really good in it. Uh, it that's what comes down to: does it have repeatability? If as long as the people putting on the show make it make it good then you can repeat i mean that goes the same with movies that's why we watch movies over and over again don't you feel like the um the factor of them pulling different people from so many different people from the audience that particular show in hollywood is a lot more audience participant reliant than this one is i don't know i mean you've seen if you see the knife trick you've seen the knife trick i i'm not saying that it's obviously like i am in support of it but i just I don't know. I mean, I've seen it once. Maybe I'll go see it again in nine months. But I can't, like, this is not something I'm going to go regularly do when I'm in Hollywood. I mean, when I'm in Universal Studios. Yeah, I think I would if they can get those minor changes, mostly just the the cast. If they can get the cast really to put their, and not that they're not putting their everything in it, but if they can get the show to that entertaining well, you used show to- that it used to be, then I think this could be something that I would do not every time I go because God, we go once a week, but I would probably do this every, at least once a month easily. Wow. You, you used, okay. you used well. a good word. You, you said Titan. You, you said the other show was very tight in Hollywood. Yeah. And this one, I I'm telling you when I went to record it, I was like, I felt like I was in there for five or six minutes for too long. Cause I was just like, uh, you know the pauses make me feel like like all right come on let's go like so it's either add more material to make it stretch it out you know substance or 
slice it down and just make it a 15 minute show instead of a 20 minute show or whatever it is. Now I, I completely agree. Uh, the other part of the show that we've talked about before, we talked about it on the classic monsters, uh, episode, but the pre-show, uh, is all the props and really, uh, really cool, uh, Mm -hmm. information all about, you know, starting from universal's classic monsters, going through Jurassic park, a little section about horror nights in there. Uh, unfortunately, JL still didn't really get to look at it, um, whenever we were going through, but if you watch the video that Rhino put together, you got to see a couple glimpses of it through there. Uh, there right now the pre-show is even better than the actual show itself it's just still such a cool room filled with so much yeah. history in there there were tons um, of people in there taking photos with like they're like there's a chair in there you can sit in and and then some people were like taking photos like the the jack cl- uh, mannequin is in mm-hmm. there um with the the caretaker um, caretaker yeah and um you know, so there was there was great picture opportunities, but you're right. Like there was a lot of information on the wall too. There was like a little section devoted to Alfred Hitchcock, so it had like you know you could see it in the video. It had the mother sculpt of the mother's face and stuff. And yeah, so it you know and I and I'm I love that stuff. It, more celebration of that stuff, and exactly. and then you go in the show that kind of undermines all that. You know, almost huh. where you think like, oh, I'm going to learn about this stuff, and then I do not. And I would just even be worried that if they ever did anything to it, that they would lose the building that it's in in general, which is the Pantages theater, which is, um, it is actually still a, a movie theater that you can go by. If you're in Hollywood, it still exists to this day. I don't think they use it for movies anymore. I think they'd use it for like concerts and stuff at this point, but it's still a surviving piece of Hollywood history in there. And I would be so afraid that, yeah. you know, that would, if they're no longer doing a show inside, then they would try to somehow change that facade and that would be a complete shame. But just overall, in general, everything, despite the problems with the show, uh, and I guess this is getting into the Hall of Fame voting portion for us, uh, I, just everything about this show, it is it is part of what makes Universal such a great, unique theme park. And uh, it, they will tighten the show eventually. They will rework the script or they'll just get rid of it. One of the two. But either way, for what the show has meant over the entire period of time, it deserves to be in a Universal Hall of Fame and ours included. So is that your vote for yes? Yes, of course. Well, then what's Jenny Lynn? What do you think? No. <laughs> I don't think it should be in the Hall of Fame. I mean, oh. it's fine. I, I'm glad it's there. I, I don't want it to leave, but I don't think it's worthy of being in the hall of fame i i i understand what you're saying but i disagree i don't think it has repeatability um and it's not that entertaining um i enjoyed it but it's not something that i'm just like wow that was great i'm sure i'll take my kids to it they might find it mildly interesting i i I guess i'll take them to and see what they do for sure but um my guess is you know they'll find some some of it interesting and then we'll get out of it and then they'll expect me to supply them with something else to kind of make up for making them sit through it. You really think it's that bad that it doesn't have a repeatability factor? No, I mean, I'm not saying I'm never going to do it again. Of course I will do it again at some point, but I, I think it'll probably be more because, well, I haven't done that in a while. So I guess I'll do it again. It's not going to be like, yeah, I got to do this. Um, just, that just blows my mind. Yeah. I don't no, understand I don't it. think it goes in the Hall of Fame. I like it. Hmm. I don't want it to go away, but mm. I don't think it's Hall of Fame worthy. 
Rhino? Um, I just was reading up on this a little bit while you guys were talking because I was curious when it opened. And it is only, it is the one of two of the original opening day attractions. The other one is E.T. I already mentioned that. Oh, I I didn't mention E.T. in particular, but I did uh, mention that it was an opening day attraction. And oh, well, so I didn't listen. To do the math on that. Lucy's gone. There went Lucy. So are you going to say it should be in Hall of Fame just because it has survived? Just because it continues um, to exist? No, not no. I I I don't. I, I I'm. I said this on the show on Tuesday, actually, I think, to about, you know, Craig made a good point once, is that just because it's been around forever doesn't mean it's amazing. Like, you, you always use Dumbo and the Magic Kingdom as an, as an example, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, like what, what is it about that that need, needs to be? You know, that's a ride you can do anywhere in the world because carnivals have it as airplanes. And I understand they're not the Dumbo things, and I understand it's got an attachment to the legacy of it and stuff like that, but... I try to think, like, what does it mean? And um, this show has apparently changed a couple of times over the years, so which gives me hope, because that means this is an adaptable property. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, and as somebody who does very much enjoy Universal Studios, um, the, the, the film studio, the theme park and everything, and movies in general, and like I said, I wanted to go to school for makeup. If they could, if it was the way it was the last two times i've seen it i would say no but i do have a hope and a belief that this the reworked version of the show which seems to be like what they're doing lately will not treat the audience as like fart joke idiots and it will elevate maybe and if they could do that i'd say in a heartbeat so but they haven't done that i know it's hard you have to base this on what it actually is not what it might possibly be in the future because we don't know if it's going to actually become that. See, and if if I had not gone these two times and just did it based on the one time I had gone before in 2009, I would have said yes. I would have just said yes because I I I think that it is a movie that celebrate a movie. It is a show that celebrates movies and the history of the movies and where they've come from and it fits in the theme park and everything like that. Um god, I don't know because I would have put this as a 5, but I, I, I'm going to say yes, solely because I, I like the idea that it is not a typical theme park attraction. I like that it, it sticks to the horror side. I like that it is the it is it is almost a definition of what Universal, the original theme park, wanted to be, which is not Disney. It wanted to be something that was PG-13. And I, I'll, I'll, I'll say yes for... I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say yes. It was a, it's a hard yes, though. I, I Like, difficult yes, not a hard yes. Yeah, like, we, we saw yeah. the struggle yeah. there. I, I just can't, yeah. <laughs> well, it's a good thing that it doesn't matter what we have to say. I know. That is true, yeah. Everybody else because has to vote. Because everyone else has to vote. I mean, obviously, I vote every time because I want to be a part of the process. Uh, but it all comes down to you guys helping us to decide to know what is definitive about going to universal in terms of what you need to see what to do of course i still say this is one of it well see that's that's a hard part though because like if if we're going to do the back to the future show like it's it's you can't i don't know if you can call it it can't be in there just because it was a definitive thing to go and see because you can't go see it anymore so like i don't know can that be a requirement Mm. no because even though i think it goes into if it was ever definitive Okay. Okay, I can accept that. It's because obviously some stuff has to go. 
But it, that doesn't mean that it wasn't a definitive part of the park at one point in time. Yeah. So. Okay. I'll take that. Got to look at it in that terms. So, uh, of course, we will have links in disboards.com under the Dis Unplugged podcast section for you to vote on whether or not Universal's horror makeup show should be in the Diz Universal Hall of Fame, as well as uh, the poll is still open for Beetlejuice. I know we have two weeks in a row, but I mean, it's it's Halloween. We got to do it. Uh, there's no way around it. So, um, of course, links to that will be in the show notes as well, as well as any other extra information that we have regarding today's show. Um, links to the nudis, nudes, nudes articles. <laughs> The nudist articles. The news articles, um, as well as links to all the other shows that we do here on the Dispod Unplugged Podcast Network. Why am I? We're losing you fast. Right at the end. But you should just go ahead and kill it. Wrapping it up. Of course, you'll also be able to find our contact information on that page uh, with like our email address, uopodcast at disunplugged.com. Hit that up if you want to talk to us. We won't answer. I am. It's just how we are. We won't answer. Uh, and of course, make sure you follow us on social media. Find Dis Universal on Facebook, Twitter. Now, everywhere. Periscope. Periscope as well, too. We did it. We'll do it again. Um, so, yeah, please, everyone, go find us on that way. And uh, thank you all for taking the time to listen or watch out there. We appreciate your support and uh, we love you. So that's going to do it for this episode of the Diz Unplugged Universal Edition. We will be back next week with another episode. But until then, remember, the future is universal.